Hello and welcome back to another episode of It's Always Day One, where I dive into everything I learned over the last seven days. Typically, a lot of these are coming from LinkedIn. A lot of people I respect and they're putting out some great content on a regular basis. What I'm aiming to do is save you shed loads of time by putting it all in one place. The news feed each week is going to be updated for you on georges.blog and then I'll be breaking it down nicely for you here. All right, let's get straight stuck into it. Going to be a bit of a long one today. A lot of learnings coming from, from January. First and foremost, I bet you've not heard of manager accounts on Amazon yet. We personally don't use a paid tool for ad management, but we do believe that Amazon give us enough tools available to help us do our job well when managing multiple Amazon accounts. This is one of those, and Mansoir, thank you for this, giving a bit of a breakdown for those who are unaware of it, particularly agencies or freelance, whoever it is. Good one from Todd, point number two, Amazon release another bestseller, shock. I actually saw this on YouTube and one benefit mentioned was quickly recording if you get pulled over by the police. Australian police are notoriously dickheads, but this doesn't come to mind as a key benefit for me. But thanks, Todd, for that, referencing the Ring car cam straight into number one top seller. Good for them. Awful logo example. After a year of grief from the missus about my logo and my brand name, um, this this makes me feel a lot better, to be honest. So thank you, Dave, for that. A very bad logo. Jumping into Elizabeth. Elizabeth came up with um, an update, which could or could not be true. Sponsored product broad match update. This is normal in sponsored brand ads, but not supposed to happen in sponsored product ads. It's unclear at the moment whether something's changed with the algorithm, whether it's just a glitch. Have you seen this? Go have a look at the post to, to see if it's applicable to you. ChatGPT, there's a list of the top 10 posts that we're recommending you read. The posts cover everything from market research, techniques, writing LinkedIn content, creating content strategy, all sorts of things. Very interesting. I think it can be used at the moment when creating content for Amazon, whether that's writing posts, bullet points, whether that's using some of your reviews, whether that's creating new title variations, whether it's creating headline copy. All of these things are going to be utilized in the future. And I've been playing around with the design side of things as well with a tool called Mid Journey to help understand how we can make A plus ideas much, much quicker. So that's going to be interesting to see it unfold. Do you track competitor search performance? 66% do, 44% do by keyword, and 24% do um, a comparison of that share of page one. It's important to note with these, this study from, from Mike, is it's from 50 people, 50 different brand owners who are very high revenue brands. So it's not conclusive, let's say, but it is an important note that looking at what your share of impressions are um, on a keyword basis, also very, very beneficial, how you perform in comparison to your competition. Um, but Mike's got a bit of a full breakdown on that. Back over to Todd now for underutilized Amazon dashboards. We're looking at category insights, which is under marketplace guidance. We're looking at store insights, B2B central and search query performance dashboard. As per my previous point, Amazon does give us a lot, but most people don't use a lot of what we're given. Todd breaks it down, how to find them and some of the benefits. Thank you, Todd, for that. Over to Daniel now. These seven Amazon reports are all of value but not used. 
Think about repeat purchases. Think about customer buying behavior, search queries. When we do an Amazon audit for the ads, it takes us about four hours because we're going in, we're pulling all of the reports we've got available. There are about seven that Daniel talks about and it's certainly just something to see as a checklist to see if you're actually utilizing all of that data available. Thank you, Daniel, for, for that. I put up a post about running and how I can tie it back into Amazon. Interesting um, challenge for me to, to compare those two, but it all comes down to going back to basics. We work with a lot of Amazon accounts and they've been running for many years. But when we do that audit, that deep dive, we're identifying lots of big problems. So it all comes down to building the right foundational blocks. Um, so one of the things, for example, we see is campaign structure always poorly structured in a lot of the audits that we do even if they're managed by other agencies not going to quote any names but it does happen quite frequently so worthwhile reading the post to understand maybe your structure at the moment is slightly wrong you need to go back to basics jumping over to evan now three reasons premium brands should invest in amazon he's also got a nice example of a storefront there from rent the runway it's going to be interesting to see how premium brands utilize it in the coming years. And Amazon is certainly looking to enable them more with some of the premium brand features. Nice post from Evan. Over to Nathan. Lego dominating in Q4 with over two times more sales than the next brand. National Geographic, Shishibo, Magic Mixies and Temi also had a remarkable December. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, a nice little dashboard that is done by Analytic Index there, which is worthwhile checking out. Thank you, Nathan, for that. Jumping to Brett, Amazon appears to be getting lax with their main images for products that have a sponsored spot, so spots on the page which is sponsored, paid for. When you click into an image, it appears that the main image is not actually the one showing up, but a more creative option um, than, than what's technically allowed by terms of service, terms of sale whatever you want to use it. So thanks, Brett, for pointing that out. And a very strong image um, to, to grab the attention and break the scroll, that's for sure. Over to Hannah now. Amazon has added new-to-brand metrics to that ad console, allowing advertisers to better understand and evaluate their marketing efforts by measuring the number of new customers acquired and the cost of doing so. She's talked of four metrics that you can see, so jump over to that post to see that Gentle reminder, all of these posts are in one feed in the blog for you. So you can read them all in full by just visiting the blog, picking the, the week number. I'm going to be updating it soon. So it's actually just one flowing feed every single day updated. But for now, it's week by week, keeping it nicely organized. Okay, over to Martin now, our, our vendor guy. Trade negotiations with Amazon have become more challenging for suppliers in 23, or we expect it to be more challenging in 23, due to Amazon's new focus on profitability. So what we're seeing more of is that hardline, algorithmic approach to doing business with suppliers, which has led to cost increases being resisted, and fewer vendor managers investing time in those face-to-face -face meetings, which were quite traditional back in the day. Um, Martin is always sharing stuff of what 1P brands can do to counter that. So it's worthwhile reading the post and then speaking to him a little bit further, reading some of his other content. Putting reviews back into your listings. Great example of a review for a coffee brand. Zach posts some good stuff all the time of him building um, his Wildland Coffee, I think I've got that right, um, on, on Amazon and off Amazon, some of the playful tactics he's implementing. 
but this is a really good review that could be utilized to come back into your content. Um, if you're not doing that yet, it's certainly worthwhile thinking about. I know the designers that I'm working with, we push that quite often when we're making A plus for people. Are there some reviews you want to be dragging through which may tackle a customer's problem or present a solution they haven't perhaps considered? Over to Prem now, the promotions tool now includes a budget element that allows for improved spending control over percentage off or buy one get one free deals buy one get one deals by specifying a total sum or number of orders so go check that out um, to give a bit more granularity as always we're seeing clients where we're managing their ads and they're running promotions at the same time can help those ads naturally perform better certainly driving click-through rates up and often conversion over to Dustin now Amazon's released a blog post detailing how to create a custom monitoring dashboard We're using their API. So Dustin talks about this quite a lot. Um, he's heavily focused on Amazon's API, looking at what you can and cannot do. So it's worthwhile having a look at that and some of the dashboards you can build to help you be a bit more efficient with your monitoring of performance and all of the metrics. Back to Mansoir again, second post this week. The Amazon dashboard category insights is often overlooked, but a very valuable tool to provide sellers with information about buyer preferences selection and offers some in-depth analysis and metrics into the various categories in Amazon. So um, go check that out of how you can be utilizing that in a little bit more. He's speaking a lot about the dashboards on Amazon, how we can be playing with them to our advantage. So thank you, Mansoir, for that. Joe, always putting out some great stuff, gives a breakdown of sales for Amazon-sponsored ads in Q4. They analyzed ad sales from different ad types and found that sponsored products drove 83% of the total ad sales compared to the 11% driven by sponsored brand and 6% driven by sponsored display. Um, really nice breakdown there for you to go check out. Obviously, a pie chart's always lovely to view these things. It's not uncommon for us to see that sponsored products dominating it. We see it with most of our audits that we do. But it's always disappointing when we see people not utilizing the other levers they've got available to them. That's quite common as well, where we go in and we see they're not utilizing sponsored brand correctly or well enough or whatever. Whereas in this scenario, looking at Q4, Joe observed that 11% of sales came from it. So there's decent sales that can be had and at times a lot more profitable sales as well. Um, so go check that out. Jumping to Adam, an impressive Amazon product while searching for an emergency tent. So Adam was impressed by the features, the listings main image and the title caused attention. What I liked about this is it solves the problem in the first sentence of that title, world's toughest ultralight survival tent. More importantly though, it was a scenario where he was top of funnel in this customer's, uh, this, um, this brand's market. Not necessarily problem or solution aware. He knew that he went away, he knew that he liked to go camping, but wasn't necessarily thinking of the, this sort of solution existed. So presenting him with that at the right time led to him obviously buying. That means that the person selling this survival tent isn't just competing with survival tent keywords. It's going up the funnel where the size of the um, target market is much larger. As a result, you can also get a lot cheaper clicks. Great example there, and he breaks it down nicely. 
um, Mohamed Mahidi, um, apologies if I pronounced that wrong, um, does an audit of an Amazon ads account revealing that 32% of the budget was spent on search terms that didn't result in any sales. This is quite common and it always needs to be taken with uh, a pinch of salt. Obviously, sometimes we are experimenting with new keywords all the time and you need to determine at what point that keyword is deemed unsuccessful. In the same sense, you may turn it off, it may be 10 clicks, no sales, but you want to be considering what your conversion rate is right. And the whole post, if you go into it, some of the comments are very good on this as well about you need to be thinking about what your particular numbers are. So I had a conversation with someone recently where their item sold for five, six, seven hundred dollars. They were happy to have 75 clicks without a sale because they know that one in 75, one in 80 still makes them very profitable. And we did the same. We worked with some chairs, sellers, um, historically, exactly the same situation. So it's individual, but it's certainly something you want to be monitoring because we see that a lot of the audits as well, a lot of ways to spend. Over to Destiny now. The Amazon Marketing Cloud allows for the tracking of customer behavior and the effectiveness of ad campaigns. Another great one by Destiny, always putting out some good stuff. Um, we're talking a little bit around increasing the number of purchase um, products when they're exposed, a customer that is, to an array of different ad types. So it's not just delivering one type of ad, it's where we continuously appear in front of that customer. And they get two, an increase of 2x of the number of purchases when we're displaying two ad types. Reinforcing my previous point of using all those levers available to you rather than just relying on, say, sponsored, sponsored products, for argument's sake. Jumping over to Malta now in Europe, virtual bundles have arrived in the European 3P world, which is exciting. This was something that was only available in the US for, I don't know, 18 plus months, I'd say now. So shows how slowly things can drip through to, to Europe. Thank you for that. Elliot um, is criticizing Amazon agencies for not understanding the basics of how the platform works and not always maximizing the potential for clients. Good argument here from him and a well broken down um, well broken down post, the argument around search terms, not having back end search terms. Even if you are managing just the Amazon PPC, for instance, which is what we do, we don't look at people's search terms because it's something we'd have to charge for. So we would have to add that on as an additional service. And that's fine if, if you're offering that full service management and we can't be responsible for everything because where do you draw the line? So there's an argument of you've got to draw the line somewhere. You know, If they're going out of stock, we can tell them we're going out of stock, but we're not going to go replenish it for them. In the same token, we're not going to go amend their titles for them. You've got to be able to draw that line. So he makes a valid point of if you're going to be doing things like advertising to ensure everything in the back end is in a good place first before starting, as well as the content's in a good place. But um, it's, it's not always suitable to be hiring an agency to do all of that because the fees can then just get wild as well, particularly if it's the sort of thing you can be doing yourself. Um, with the support of an agency. So we provide people with keywords they can put in the back end. We're not going to then go implement everything because the brand over still has that responsibility. Good post nonetheless, so it created uh, an interesting discussion. Back over to Joe then, talking about marketing stream as well, um, determining when customers are most likely to buy throughout the day. 
Um, he talks about this a lot, and day parting is still a well-contested argument. We play with this ourselves, changing bids throughout the day for clients and changing bids throughout the week for clients based on the data we're getting in of when we're going to get the most conversions and doubling down on that period. In the same sense, for some brands, we just see the weekend flop, so we dial things down for the weekend. Nice post from him on it, though, and um, some of the graphs are just very nice to look at. ChatGPT showing some more stuff again. It's a big topic at the moment. Um, but again, the interesting thing, and I wanted to bring it up again, is because they're moving from their third version up to their fourth version, which is ultimately going to make it 10, 20, 30 times more powerful, which is exciting for those, for those brand owners who are utilizing it. There's an array of different opportunities for you there, whether it's writing your own blog post, whether it's helping create uh, A-plus content because you don't know what keywords you want to put in there, whether it's summarizing your reviews and looking to create objection handling points for the people who made a negative review and putting those objection handling points back inside your content. Lots of things that can be used. And I think if you sit in it and ignore it, your the likelihood is you're you're missing an opportunity to make your life a little bit easier and the business isn't going to grow as quickly as perhaps if you did use it and that's a big rabbit hole of conversation so i'll just leave it there over to rick now amazon buy with prime is a new service that allows prime members to purchase and shop on a merchant's website like they are browsing on prime itself on amazon so it's going to shake things up quite a lot. I know Shopify were pushing back on this um, initially, suggesting that you could install the widget. Um, but I'm not going to try and butcher the explanation of it because Rick does a much better job. So when it launches, who's it suited for, what the restrictions are, who owns the data, um, how you can use it with an email list, all of these sorts of things, one of the downsides. So go check that out. Nice long post on it. And Rick writes very well. Across to Gabriel now, there are many sponsored products and recommendations on page one of Amazon search results. We know that is increasing. The number of advertised placements are quickly drowning out the number of organic, which pay to play um, is the well-known phrase for the last six, 12 months, seeing it more and more. Can you continue on Amazon without using paid ads? Probably not is the honest answer. Um, unless you've got a very strong grip on some social traffic or a monster email list you can utilize. But I think still you, you need to be paying now. Back to Elliot. The main goal of a consumable business on Amazon is to acquire customers who've never heard of your brand before and turn them into repeat customers by focusing on three key metrics. Lifetime value of the product, real he calls it TCOS, which he's trademarked, and then keyword rankings. Um, interesting breakdown is real TCOS is ad spend plus resource spend divided by total sales. Gives you that real figure. What he's looking at is what's the total cost of doing advertising. So it could be things of the cost of your employee, your own time, and agency. Are people factoring it in? One of the things we actually do when we when we pitch people is we like to include the change in their total ACOS when we bake our fee into it to help them make the decision a little bit easier. Elliot's breakdown, he's talking a lot at the moment about repeat purchases, lifetime value, he believes, and he's building some cool stuff around making your PL a little bit um, stronger 
by driving up lifetime value and giving you data to do that. So he's wrote, wrote some other posts in it. Go go check it out. Back to destiny. I told you it was going to be a long one today. It is huge. Bid management, conversion rate, ACOS, return ad spend, all key concepts when it comes to Amazon PPC. But it's the relationship between the um, bid and the ACOS that must be understood because it's going to help us understand um, whether the cost per click input and the ACOS output, how, how they marry up basically. So the main takeaway from it is we know a low bid is going to equal low volume and a low ACOS. Thumbs up, great. With, on the ACOS point, but high bid equals high volume, high ACOS. However, you need to make that marriage of those two work well because we want the volume, we want the low ACOS, and it's not always achievable to get both. So that's an ongoing piece we need to be aware of, 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 of how they match up. Um, back to Mansoir. He conducted a test on single keyword campaigns, which has been running for quite a few months and utilizing Amazon's rule-based bidding strategy. This strategy did see an initial improvement in the ACOS from 64 to 50, well, to 60% over a two-week period, but didn't quite meet his goals. He feels his conclusion a little bit early, a little bit more optimizations needed, maybe a slightly higher bid. As always, it's just a continuous experiment game. You want to be having an account manager in your account who's going through and running experiments on your behalf on a regular basis, seeing where you can get wins and still where you're going to fail and what, what doesn't work. And that is the role of any Amazon ads manager. They're going to continuously roll out, they being Amazon, new opportunities for us, new levers. The best managers are going to capitalize on those levers by experimenting with them as much as, much as possible. Jumping over to Hannah now, Amazon have released a new video creator feature in the sponsored display campaigns. Similar to audience targeting and sponsored display, advertisers can now use contextual targeting. Um, essentially looking at your creative, your headline, logo, image, video, all of those sorts of things. Videos are going to be up to 45 seconds long and it's currently only available for vendors and registered sellers in markets across America, South America, Europe, Middle East, and Asia Pacific, apparently. So quite widely rolled out, but you may not see it yet. As, as always, with everything on Amazon, can take time to trickle through to everyone's account. One for myself now, 420 high-converting keywords. We're drawing a kind of a line in the sand of what could be high deemed high-converting when the ACOS is below 20%. But what we saw, and we see this in a lot of the audits we do, is 420 high converting keywords, but they're not getting 67% share of the impressions. We assume that they're profitable, but the main thing is there's loads more we could be doing with these keywords. We could be grabbing more of those impressions and still being profitable. Does it mean that when we gobble up more of those impressions, the 20% ACOS is maintained? Not necessarily, but that's part of the experiment it's just a good data point to be aware of that we're doing well. We could ramp it up and get more volume there. A great one from Messiah here, how we did $150,000 in one day selling yeast. He is working on a cool tool at the moment looking at trends on Amazon. During the pandemic when it broke out, yeast was incredibly sought out um, product, I guess you could say. 
And in a day, he did eight pallets of yeast, doing 150 grand for himself. His interesting new tool about spotting trends really reinforces um, what can be done by capturing those opportunities. Great example, though. The final one comes from Amy. I'm not sure whether this main image is against terms of service, terms of sale, but it's certainly standing out in the cat category and generating clicks whilst it's sat there. Maybe taken down soon, though, but nice example. Okay, that's a wrap. Apologies for a monster 24-minute session, but there was shed loads of new learnings last week. Please do drop me an email at hello at georges.blog or message me on LinkedIn. If you've got any feedback for this, usually we're sat under 10 minutes. There was loads of new stuff last week, so that's why we pushed to 24. Is this too long? Is it something that's perfect for you because you like to digest it all in one? Give me some feedback. And again, as always, if you're looking for an Amazon advertising audit, have our team go through and in the next 72 hours, be sat down with myself looking at everything wrong with your current advertising setup and identifying all the opportunities of that you're missing, drop onto georges.blog forward slash audit and we will get that done for you. In the same token, if you want to subscribe to the emails, get this broken down into your inbox every Monday and the advertising equivalent dropped into your inbox every Thursday, go georges.blog forward slash subscribe. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.